Today's sponsor is Audible, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free 30-day trial at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. Oh, snap. And so it begins the second season of Serially Obsessed. It's time for another episode. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawit. I'm Leila Carrillo. And we are back because, can you believe it, Serial is back and they pulled a Beyonce on us. Yeah, they totally did. And- Dude, I'm so thrilled that, like, Thursdays have that, like, excitement oh. of stream, 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 like, first thing in the morning, even though you guys get to hear it three hours before my sleepy head wakes up. Yeah. So that's on me. You are three hours behind us now. I'm three hours away. But why aren't you a morning person just for this purpose? I actually slept. I, I overslept my alarm a little bit. Like, the alarm went off, and then I kind of fell back to sleep by accident. And so I woke up and saw the clock, and I was like, oh, shit. And then I picked up my phone and I saw like serial two dropped and I was like, oh shit. And I like jumped out of bed. It was so shocking. I could not believe it. Yeah. All of a sudden my phone just started uh, blowing up because my phone goes like on a silent mode at night, but it doesn't uh, silence the Facebook uh, message buzzes. Oh yeah. And it was just like buzz, 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 <laughs> buzz at like eight in the morning. I'm like, yeah. Oh, 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 I see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, we were like chatty. We were chatty Cathy's already. We were like, yeah. what, 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 Hey, guys, Daisy here, and we are so excited to bring you season two of Serially Obsessed. Audible is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Personally, I love the Audible. It's so easy to use. If you know how to download and listen to a podcast, as you must if you are hearing my voice right now, then it'll also be easy for you to use Audible. Audible offers free apps for iPhones, iPads, Android and Windows Phone, which means you can download and listen on an iOS device, Android, Kindle Fire, Windows Phone, and over 500 MP3 players. I didn't know there were still that many MP3 players being made, but you can listen to Audible on them as well. And unlike a streaming service, you own your books. You have access to them through something called My Library, so you can access your books anytime, anywhere, right from your smartphone. And with Audible's great listen guarantee, you can't go wrong. Here's how it works. If you decide that you don't like the book that you chose, no worries. You can exchange the book that you aren't happy with for another title anytime, no questions asked. Now, if you want to take advantage of this offer but you don't know what to check out, may I recommend something by Michael Hastings. He's a former Rolling Stone reporter who passed away a few years ago. I recommend his book, The Operators. This book is all about one of the biggest stories of his career, but he spent a week with General Stanley McChrystal in Europe, and he heard and saw things that people were not reporting on. Hastings also reported on Bo Bergdahl before he was released, so that's why I'm choosing him right now. So I hope you take advantage of this offer from Audible. Again, just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP, download a title and start listening today. It's just that easy. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. Sign up and get started today. So before we really super jump into everything, I just want to make sure that it's super clear that the Serially Obsessed podcast is not produced, affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Serial Podcast. Additionally, the views, comments, and opinions expressed on the Serially Obsessed podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the producers of Serial. But I think it's probably fair to say that we're all excited. We are excited. It's very exciting. So, I mean, so excited. I think they, they're probably pretty excited about getting it out into the world. Yeah. Do you think that they purposefully were like, shh, and then secret bomb drop like that yes i feel like i do oh god they, that is like it's becoming a thing to do that yeah yeah but we didn't know that beyonce's album was coming at all like did, was it even in the works 
Not that I, I mean, give a shit about Beyonce or listen to oh one God. note Shots of that album. But Dip hates Beyonce. She, just, she hates Beyonce. She hates Beyonce. She can't appreciate. You know what? I don't hate her. She just does zero for me. So she can really? exist. That's fine. Whatever. Do you? Are you <laughs> not impressed with her abilities on stage? No, I think she just gyrates wildly and is not even dancing. It's like so oh my God. annoying. That is, she's such a good dancer. <laughs> I think that uh, she's not. I don't think she's dancing. I think she's just wearing heels and shaking her body violently. <laughs> no, it's it's not even subjective. Like, she is technically good at what she's doing, whether or not it's a style that you enjoy. I um don't enjoy that style. Literally stunned into silence about this entire <laughs> affair that's going down right now. You know what? In all fairness, I don't think that I've watched her dance in maybe a decade because I just don't care about Beyonce. And it's not because I'm a jerk. It's I, I like Rihanna. I like watching oh, Rihanna's so boring. Certain I mean, I don't like her as a human being, but her songs are catchy. And I actually uh, like her as a human being, but I find her boring on stage. <laughs> I just, she has more personality than Beyonce. Beyonce's fake. Okay, wait, guys, 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 guys. This episode is so insane, and we are literally wasting time on Beyonce versus Rihanna chit-chat. Well, that's because it's, like, it's so overwhelming. I honestly don't know where to start talking about this episode, except for, like, very obviously at the true beginning, which was, I was happy to hear Mail Camp. Right. Yes, of course. Right? We stayed with all of our sponsors this year. All of, Serial had stayed with all of their sponsors, I should say this year and yes it was can, nice to hear male kemp again can i tell you how long it took for me to get through the first three minutes i think it took me like 15 because i kept getting so excited that i <laughs> wasn't paying attention and i'm like, like oh my what god Kemp? Well, are did you like rewind male kemp were you like <laughs> i i just i couldn't believe that it was happening and yeah. so I kept rewinding it because I'm like, you're not paying attention. You're just thinking about the <laughs> fact that it dropped. Like, come on. And then I'm like, wait, what's it about? It's about the person we didn't think it was going to be about this season. And I'm like, you're not paying attention. And I had yeah. To like, yeah, I thought they would save Bo Bergdahl for season three. I mean, they kept yeah. saying that they were just doing them uh, concurrently. So I really thought Bo Bergdahl because... You know, like there's still so much unanswered would would be season three, but nope, it's there. Although that is actually my one complaint about the, it's not it's not their fault because of the anonymous drop, but like what I really saw the first thing was that the New York Times had posted like Serial Two is out and it's about Bo Bergdahl, and I was a little like Sarah Koenig the way she starts it by just speaking. I was like, oh, I wish I hadn't seen that. I just wish I was just like heard it from her oh, speaking. Interesting. Like I was like, instead Damn of you, seeing social media. Yeah. Oh, you mean instead of seeing the video first? Yeah. I just like mm-hmm. going in with like, nada. I, I hear you. Right. I'm all about the, it's like not wanting a spoiler. It's just, you want the full experience of Syria. Yeah. Right. Of yeah. anything Although, really, but especially That Syria. said, the fact that she, the fact that she starts the show literally describing a video and not that I ever doubted you, Daisy, but it is so vividly painted that it's like, it is cool this bitch just like dropped like a video in audio form like yeah yeah oh so impressive i was so, so i listened to it twice and i was totally i was like man she's really describing this like it, that's it's not easy to do that and you have to write descriptively no. like actually in a script we were working on in my office recently like i was like you don't have enough description in it and so yeah the fact that she walked us through that video and i felt like i was right. watching it in my head was amazing yeah it's so well done 
Also, there's cows in it. So there's cows in season two, you guys. Some cows start wandering. episode one with cows again. <laughs> Some cows wandering. It made me immediately excited to watch the video and then just... And then I thought, oh, now I get to be online and read all these things. And it, it just got me in the serial mode. And then, of course, I had to rewind because I stopped paying attention again. Because <laughs> I was like, when am I going to find that video? But yeah, um, so that we were I think all I only experience. rewound a couple times. And it was because I was like transferring trains. And I was like, wait, I got, you know, I missed a moment while transferring trains. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the opening, yeah, her just starting out talking really was cold uh, open. Cold open. It was, it, I liked it. Yeah. I felt like, yeah, we're immediately in the story. Always start, like, in the story. Totally. And I think, I don't know if we've ever really talked about this. I'm sure we have. But the thing that's so great about Serial podcast-wise is that sometimes I find that podcasts are so passive. Like, I'll listen to one while I'm, like, making dinner and, like, I fade out and I fade back in and it's, like, not a big deal. But Serial is literally, like oh, this is like a motherfucking fireside chat. Like, I got to sit down <laughs> and, like, really, like, listen to what is happening. Uh, if only she could comfort but us on the But you're not bothered by it. And I'm not bothered by it. I literally feel like I'm being transported to, like, 1940, <laughs> and I'm, like, listening to, like, yeah. like uh, a radio I listen to play. so much 40s radio, and that is probably part of why I love it so much. Ugh. Right. 40s radio is amazing, by the way. Yeah, because it's so, like, oh, let's sit and listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, I also love that the music is similar, yes! but it's totally not it's the same. Everything like, I dreamed it would be. <laughs> Daisy's uh, dying right now. They I, wired they it, totally guys. Wired they it. wired it. We were already getting tweets about how people, about how they wired it. Like, immediately getting tweets about it. Yeah. It is so thematically oh. similar, but it's like, it's just different enough that it's like, I'm I'm totally not connected to like last year's right. theme. I'm not right. odd nodding it in my head. It's like new, but it's still serial. I was walking down the street, so like knowing the length of my commute, I hit play like the minute I locked my apartment door behind me. And I'm like walking down the street. So I think I got down a block, you know, via the first ads and mail camp and whatever. And then she's starting to talk. And then the music kicked on when I was like walking down the main strip of my neighborhood. And I out loud to myself went, yep. yes, like like an old man with a bagel looked at me funny. And I was just like, I'm so excited. Like I was so happy. I like couldn't deal. Yeah, it was very exciting. Do you know that it's like some indie rocker dude? Oh, who yeah. The music. He made 15 tracks for the season mm. last year, and he he's never met Sarah Koenig. He only um, talks to mm-hmm. Julie Snyder. And then this time he made 25 tracks. He has no idea what the story is. And I just thought it was really interesting that, you know, he could still make the music maybe in anticipation. Right. Of- well, they probably described the tone to him, you know? Because we have somebody who picks our music, yep. and I have to send yes. her an email every week where I describe the tone of the whole show. So I will send her emails that say things like, it's it's somber, but it's not sad. Or it's um, it's hopeful, but it's not high energy. Like, you know, you send along all these, like, weird details. Scoring is fascinating oh, to yeah. me in that regard. I just think, you, yeah, like, musicians who who do that are... Yeah. Are well, two of the level. people on my, on the, my staff actually were, like, that was their intention originally in career. Like, one wanted to score video games and one wanted to score movies. Um, so it is such a pleasure to get to work with them in general. They're so great about those choices. It really makes a difference. I yeah. love it. Oh, I was like over the moon about the music. I still can't deal. Yeah. The music is really, it's so good. Guys, it's really good. We've gotten through three minutes, but nothing substantive even. Uh, what, what do you think? Um, are you excited? Just off the bat? Were you immediately into it? 
Or were you like, oh, I don't know as much about this. What were your thoughts when you realized it was about Bo Bergdahl? I mean, I didn't know anything about the last season. So, I mean, I think that the episodes, they start very similarly. She kind of explains a little bit of what the thing is and kind of how it came her way. Uh, so in that sense, I would say this, you know, the, the first episode of the season is like, it's very set up mode. Um, it's a lot of her kind of painting certain pictures for us. Uh, I, yeah, I was overall, I was mostly just surprised that it was Bo Bergdahl. And I think overall, I was like really curious, how are they going to pull this off? Because isn't he like, isn't he awaiting trial to finish or happen? Or like, what's going on with him? Like last I heard, everything was like, you know, unfinished. And when the news broke that they, she had been spotted in the court, when his case was being talked about, I was like, but it's not like, what's going on there? Um, and so then for them to say like, oh, he's not talking to the press. Like she's not talking to him more than using the tapes that they have. I was like, oh, right. You know what some people's concern online was? Um, and I, I don't think this is founded um, or I don't understand why they think this, but there oh, it's a lot of sentiment was, oh, she's just she's just going to be into supporting him just like she was with Adnan. And I remember on my, the first episode of first season, I thought, oh, she's really into this Adnan guy, but she didn't even talk to Bo. So, you know, these are all tapes with with the filmmaker, filmmakers. with the guy so, who made Zero Dark Thirty. Right. <laughs> and the Hurt Locker. What a get, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mark yeah. Bull. Well, I mean, clearly he is very into military yeah. story. Have you guys seen both? Have you seen both The Hurt Locker and I've seen Zero Dark Thirty? Neither. I have not seen The Hurt Locker. Oh, you yeah. haven't seen Is either? this going to be like the season where I'm obsessed with watching all of the movies that are related to what he's made? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you guys, those movies are awesome. Zero Dark Thirty is five billion hours long, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time in the theater Ooh, alone. Okay. But you know what? Not everybody felt that way. I did not I feel did. that way. I did not feel that way. I felt very dirty watching that movie a little bit. You felt very oh, dirty really? a little yeah. bit. I kind of felt a little dirty. Yeah, I, never I felt a little dirty watching that movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know about The Hurt Locker. I I get very queasy about military movies. I don't like I don't get like, oh, my God, America. Fuck. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, sometimes we go overboard. You go, maybe we should. I don't know. Uh I just Well, you know, the reason why I So are you feeling queasy about season 2 as an idea so far? Oh, uh, no, because I think for me a lot of what trudged up for uh season 2 episode 1 for me are the like the psychology behind, you know, military groupthink and the types of people that go into the military and what their reasoning is and then what happens when they're actually in the shit. Mm -hmm. Um I think it pulls up a lot of that stuff for me, which I think is why I feel very strange about military movies, because I think they are, it is a lot of mm. propaganda, so that, like, when I'm sitting in the audience, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be like, rah, rah, war is great, let's kill right. all the baddies and let God sort them out or whatever, and I just... It makes me feel very uncomfortable. I mean, I think it is, yeah, it's always kind of tricky, and, like, even there's this, like, big uh, everybody's like sharing it's making such a big splash online the like british soldier who said like everybody keeps approaching me as if i'm just supposed to be racist about this but i you know basically that he had worked alongside a lot of great muslim people so like why would he feel that way like in general and i think you know when it comes to the movies they can be a lot less um layered i guess 
is yeah right well i don't know if that's more modern have you guys seen full metal jacket or oh yeah apocalypse now or I mean, oh those, yeah those do not glorify but you're also talking about a completely military. different director like i don't think at any point does kubrick feel like positive anything? about i don't think kubrick feels positive about anything anything and i love kubrick so <laughs> much point. like some of my favorite movies are kubrick movies but i don't think of him as like a man with a sunny disposition no well that you know uh layla i think it's interesting if you think that i don't know i don't necessarily think that mark Bull glorifies the u.s military i mean it's just not my personal opinion it's, i don't i haven't really thought about it but um uh that might color what you do think of this season because all the audio that we have of Bo is his conversation with him. And if he, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I would imagine that Mark Bull has like a cert. he's trying to be objective. He's well, he said he's just trying to find out mm-hmm. the why, like what was happening in your head, Bo. He's not trying to find out the specific. Did you desert? I mean, Bo straight up says I left. Here's the reason but right. the whole thing is, why would anybody take such a huge risk of doing that? Like a right. normal, quote, normal person would right. not do that to affect that change. And so it's like yeah. a fascinating mind. And then um, we can go into it later, but the whole background that was in that 2012 Rolling Stone article by Michael Hastings about... Bo Bergdahl um, really got into more of who he was growing up and everything. And that got me even more fascinated. Yeah. So Dip sent that earlier and I've gotten like halfway through it. But I think in terms of like the little bit that's revealed about Bo in episode one, I don't think that there was anything in the Rolling Stone thing that was surprising to me in terms of in terms of him having a very almost like delusion of grandeur of like who he is as a person well, like to me Bo- explain the delusion oh okay so i maybe i didn't get to that part yet but it seems to me that Bo is very much like i don't know he like lives in this like super joseph campbell hero cycle universe where he's like yeah i gotta go get the ring like i have to go fulfill my hero's journey uh is he like a big star wars fan I, is that it he's he's a big star wars fan He's got to, like, live out that her Or, like, a journey. Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that he made it out, because now Star Wars is, like, upon us. Yeah, exactly. Or anything that Joseph Campbell anything. has touched, which is almost, like, every exactly. nerd boy's yeah. wet dream, right? But I, so. I think it's interesting to me, like, that Mark Bowles stuff is really funny uh, in that. So they're using these tapes that, like, she gives you. I love that she sets up, like, some of this tape's not going to sound good. Like, sometimes he's cooking. Yeah, I like that <laughs> Right. Setup. Sometimes he's literally trying to corral his very naughty doggy. So, like, in radio, like, you kind of try to avoid using phone tape as much as you can. And, like, I know somebody who used to complain about Serial Season 1 by being like, oh, too much phone tape. So I thought it was super funny that they built this whole season around a bunch of, like, poorly recorded audio uh, so that we could continue having, right. like, not the best sound. But but you know what? I will argue in SK's camp because, and I don't know if maybe you'll agree with me, Daisy. Listen, I'm a production person. I, I like nice, clean audio too. But you know what? At the end of the fucking day, guys, yeah. content is king. Oh, totally. I thought it was a ridiculous thing to say when somebody was like, I can't listen to serial too much phone tape. 
But I just think it's funny that, like, choosing another season, like, they were like, you know what? (laughs) It drives me literally silly. I mean, it drives me silly on both roads, right? Because on the one hand, people are like, oh, my God, why are people shooting video in vertical? It's like, if it's a funny vine, no no one gives a shit how you're recording it. But on the flip side of that, then you get, like, dumb sales guy going, like, can you make me this video? Like, just shoot it on your iPhone. I'm like, (laughs) fuck face. Like, that's not how this works. But... I digress. That's my own like media yeah. nerdery. But it's also fine. like so they're partnering. She said they're partnering together. So it's not just, you know. That's right. Yeah. So to me it'll be really interesting how the combination of this season plays in with uh the release of the movie that they're doing, you know, like how how those things will kind of play together is really interesting to me. Also, I'm really intrigued to hear Sarah's note comparison mm-hmm. uh you know with yeah. uh, mark you know also sarah also described that children's book that she used to show to her kids uh yeah and that's going to be like on super sales uh, all uh, over amazon <laughs> wish lists so uh congrats zoom on if you those have a friend sales. who's a fan of cereal and they have recently had a child like go buy zoom and get it to them asap that was uh just another example well, at first i'm like oh we're gonna go on some like I think she's pulling, you know, just like, this is too much. And then she starts going and going, explaining it more. I wanted to hate on it at first. I'm like, you don't read your kid a picture book. Like, I'm like, why am I picking on her? And then <laughs> so she you explains do. it. And I'm like, that is so <laughs> brilliant that you thought of that. It is such a good, it's such good imagery for my head to frame this whole season. It was yeah. phenomenal. I think it also, uh, yeah. I think like season one, it also is like for people who just straight up didn't believe Adnan at all. I, I know a lot of people who had a harder time listening to season one and that was part of it for them was that they just didn't believe Adnan at all. And it's kind of like you have to at least buy into Bo Bergdahl's version of events a little bit or or it's like, what are you exploring? You know, so it still hinges on this like we right. don't we don't fully know the truth situation um what i found in terms of negative commentary which i was actually pretty irritated by because i thought it's one episode you know if you listen to serial season one you know to reserve judgment but anyways uh a lot of the negativity was just this straight out of the bat um and maybe they're military people everyone comes into everything with their own biases that's just human nature but just He's a deserter. I can't believe that Serial jumped the shark. Oh, like, what a stupid topic. And it was, like, just such quick to judgment. Um, But that's also the internet. I mean, that's part of why I just didn't look at what anybody was saying today other than people who were tweeting at us specifically, you know? Because I was like, people, everybody, like, you know, has got some stuff to say immediately. There's always going to be haters. I just... I don't know why, Dip, but you really love, like, you You love reading all the... You love reading our... Like, our personal hate stuff, like, people hating on our podcast, you secretly love it. No, I don't, I don't love why. it. I What's just, up with that? I like reading. No, you, you, love do it, love it. you do love it. You love it because you like reading it. The things that you spend it. all your time doing are the things you love doing. I, and not, okay, I like knowing what other people are thinking in reaction to the same thing I just read or heard. I just think it's interesting. It's not like I'm buying into what they're saying right away. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that is a good point. Because I don't think I'm always right about everything. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like, this is the way it is. Like, I can be convinced of something. Um, I can also have my own point of view. 
But uh, in terms of reading our own hate. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, <laughs> there's being convinced of something, though. And then there's like, you you often bring well, I know when something's <laughs> just. You, you, you tell us about it. You tell us about the negative stuff sometimes before the information that you found. Well, I'm not talking. I'm talking about negative stuff that's relevant to people talking about cereal right now. Just just that people's opinions right now. I'm surprised that there's that many opinions. It's been one episode. You know like, what, though? How can you hate something I have so much? to say, but Dip, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me the vitriol that would happen for this particular case. Oh, and certainly. I think that's because we're just living in a time where there's like very deep-seated like pro-Americanism and like, and so anything that kind of deviates from that, I think it just creates a very, um, I don't know, like a very strong sense of negativity or positivity, whichever yeah. way. I just, I just, it doesn't surprise me that there are people that are very strongly opinionated about the subject matter of this season. And I think uh, it's, you know, in retrospect, I think it's actually really risky that they did this as a season two, because I feel like, yeah, maybe there will be people that are like, I can't, I can't believe that we're promoting this guy who, you know, like fucked over his. <laughs> well, band also, of like, think about it this way: it's like, like first season, Adnan is a Muslim. Second season, now it's like this military guy. And like, given like the right. current climate of things, right. like that's a couple of interesting choices, and I Correct. totally see why a bunch of people would be like, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, here's my main problem, guys, with um putting this person at the forefront. I don't think that's what Serial's doing. Serial's not out to prove anything about yeah, both. I don't think so. She's just exploring something. Correct. I listen, I agree with think you. think that she is because they're more right. closed-minded or they're just like Correct. liberal hipsters liking Serial, you know, and I'm like, right. okay, well, I don't yeah. want to have a conversation with you about Serial. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well, some of the meat of this um, I would like love to get into. Um, when he went there, meaning to um, Afghanistan, um, so that was around March of 2009. Just as a tiny bit of background um, for anyone who hasn't read or heard about this Rolling Stone article, which was written in 2012 by Michael Hastings, who was sadly killed in a car accident a year after this article came out. Um, he described him as uh, just this person with a huge passion for learning about philosophy and ethics and books. And he read about military strategy and, but he was homeschooled and uh, which was also very surprising. And then he wanted to explore the world. It's like, he always knew that there was something bigger for him, um, which fits into sort of like why he would have done something like this. Um, yeah, you know, ultimately. But um, so when he got there, he was already like his his unit seemed to be kind of a bunch of goof offs and um, just weren't as serious. The leadership was always sucking and everything. And he kept to himself. He talked to the Afghans. He um, I mean, pe most people didn't have anything terrible to say about him so far, as mm -hmm. far as we know. But the most interesting thing from the Rolling Stone article is that a guy who they were training together right before they were going to be deployed to Afghanistan, they were t talking about what do you think it's going to be like? And he literally said, 
well, if I don't really like it, I'm just going to go walk off. Or if I'm bored or something, um, I'm just going to walk off into the mountains in Pakistan. Like, he literally said that before they were deployed. So it's like this whoa moment. So they're going to be using all these tapes. So we won't be hearing from him himself in terms of her being able to ask him new questions, right? Like, we're going to be hearing these conversations that this screenwriter was having with him. Uh, but he's given the okay to use the tapes, which I think is really interesting. Um, but I do wonder, like, you know, serial, you know, if they're probably doing it like they did before, making aspects of it in, like, real time. So I wonder if there will be any switch in him that makes him want to speak to the to her, you know, as he sees what the how this plays out. Oh, I right. definitely think that's a possibility. I would imagine he probably would. I see. Did now? Did I misunderstand something from season one? Because I, or from sorry, from episode one, uh, because my understanding was that there was going to be some communication between Sarah and Bo. She, she said he's not talking I don't to think the press. We know that and she's the press. Se. She said he's not speaking to the press, but he did give us permission to use these tapes. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, but one the reason why I think maybe it's possible he'll talk to her, and I thought this was actually really weird when his lawyer said that um he says we've asked from the beginning that everyone withhold judgment on its case um until everybody knows the facts and then he said the serial podcast like the preliminary hearing conducted in september is a step in the right direction and like why would you want out it just doesn't seem right legally like you shouldn't Everything should be contained just in the courtroom. Well, that's why so I thought it was. That's why I was like wrong. convinced that this would end up being season three, since I, since they kept saying concurrently, I was like, then they must be doing that because there's still so much to happen with the case. Oh, you know what I think yeah. is actually super interesting that he's still an active soldier. He just works a clerical job. Oh, he's right. like sitting in a desk every day. What that seems yeah, impossible. yeah, yeah, and that he has like yeah. security detail. That seems impossible. I'm like, this guy is just, like, yeah. sitting at his desk every day. Like, he's going to be watching this unfold in a way that, like, you know, in, in season one, for example, Adnan couldn't. You know, it's not like Adnan can jump on the internet. Well, like. Okay, so now, the fact that you just brought that up, um, to me, like, just re-triggers this whole thing of, like, holy cow. Like, you're right. out in the open still. You are awaiting a trial that's, like real heavy like you might be yeah. going to jail for life um other military military people political military activists they all don't like you you are calling attention mm -hmm. to yourself because now now people know that someone's making a movie mm -hmm. about you you have an you have a podcast that is actively uh you know kind of surveying why you did a what podcast you did that gets that could, more that, listeners than a lot of tv shows get watchers by far exactly and also so it's just like oh wow you're like really putting yeah. yourself out there for like a, well, i mean well his parents have been concerned about his safety too yeah i mean rightfully so everybody is yeah apparently. of course sending, of like, course a, a safety team around with him but it's just so hard to picture him like just sitting there every day in san antonio and like there's so much uh that happens in the episode that we won't necessarily get to speak to you know in this episode but really because in part because it's just like she is this is a very like setting the scene episode you know sarah koenig is like describing in great detail like all of these aspects and she really is a master of kind of like dropping in the right background information at different times and like bringing it up there was such wonderful uh, imagery building, but the surprises were like these were those sure. little things more than anything. I think the things that 
speak so much to his character are like the mm-hmm. little details, like the fact that he doesn't oh my curse God. like Mark does, that oh. he just says good grief. Like, oh God, <laughs> that's, that's what, what Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown says. says. So like in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, if you tell me like this is the kind of person that doesn't curse, they say good grief immediately. I'm like putting together. Right. This is a like creating of... an image for you of this person. Yeah, correct. Correct. And it's such a little tiny dumb dumb detail, but it says Yeah. And then so he much. says it in some of the and tape I, later and yeah. you're like, "Oh, there it is. There's that good grief." Yeah. He does. <laughs> right, there it is. Like and I think it was in regards to like getting yeah. captured or something right. insane and it's, it's like spot. the craziest thing is like grief. grief. Here comes the Taliban with AK-47s. <laughs> like and I like that he's like, "I'm not fool enough to like think I could fight off a bunch of uh Taliban members with AK-47s with a knife." And it's like Okay, this other decision seems pretty questionable, though. Right. Yeah. You know what? Uh, one thing that I'm fascinated by um, is, and Sarah Koenig uh, alludes to this, or straight up says it. She says, remember, this is a guy who described his isolation, and he described it in that horrifying manner. Oh, that was manner, terrible. Remember? Right. It was, that was horrifying. Like, it was so horrifying. And um, and then and then she says, and these are his conversations right. with Mark and 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 the fact that he's sitting in San Antonio, Texas, which is like a really normal place where my sister lives, you know, she's it's just the the contrast. How how do you go from that to that is blows yeah, my mind. Totally. The, the other thing we haven't d- talked about is the actual title of the episode, right? So like I got excited this morning, I see that it's there. It's downloading to my phone right away and I'm like, "Oh, what are all these letters?" And then even on the tape, it's like he's saying it to Mark. It's like a dust one. And Mark's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, dust one. And Mark's like, duh. Like, what, are, what is this know word that, that you're saying? Uh, and it even looks like gibberish. Um, but yes, he was trying to create a dust one. She's like, yeah. Right. It's an interesting, you know, I think Sarah even acknowledges in it. She's like, well, you know, some people would say that, yeah, he's had five years to like think of, to come up with this idea or whatever. Not that I would look honestly like I... I have had the flu and been in my room for four days and felt like I was losing my mind. So I don't even want to imagine what it's like to be in a dark room by like, we, your, we can't. you know what I mean? We no, cannot. it's like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to speculate five years in like relative I would silence. imagine that at a certain point, like you're not even making normal plans or trying to like worry about that part. But I was like, what, no, what is this thing? You're not. I mean, he literally says he forgets like what his actual yeah. existence Ugh. is like. And so the fact that like Sarah, paints it by being like yeah i imagine him like being an astronaut free floating in space and then i hate that to say great. it you guys but i thought of george clooney yeah, me too. <laughs> i thought of totally i thought of george That's clooney so funny uh, and i kind of hated myself for that. immediately i didn't I think did. about that until you said it there's so many there's so many better space movies you're just mad at like the gravity has gotten itself into your brain in that way ah uh. I actually have been on this kick of listening to Space Oddity, so I just thought of Space Oddity. Nice. That's much better than thinking <laughs> about gravity. Um, you guys, what else this immediately made me think of and then made me mad was Homeland. And I thought, oh, this is Homeland. Yeah. But then I thought, god damn it. <laughs> I stopped watching it after season two because I just got so sick of it and I don't want to watch the saw rest that of show. it. And now okay, I feel like seriously? I have to. Dip, you're not wrong Thank for you. having stopped watching Homeland. Ugh. I, I yeah, yeah, I yeah. was just like, it I'm got, done. 
It got real bad. Although I can only imagine that the Homeland writers are like, quick, take some notes down. This is getting good. We're going to bring this show back from the ashes. Maybe they'll partner with Sarah Koenig on season three of Serial. For this season, we partnered yeah, with maybe. the creators of Homeland. I kind of hope not because Homeland's <laughs> a little racist. But you guys, the similarities were very uncanny. I mean, I don't know. I was like, whoa, this is Brody. Not I mean, really, not really. He wasn't married and had a family and stuff, but you know. No, 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 no. But I don't think you're wrong. I mean, the truth of the matter is that like a lot of Hollywood writers steal from headlines yeah. and yeah. things like that. I mean, the truth of the matter is that the story of a guy who feels like he's destined for greatness and going off and doing something that is potentially and maybe quite frankly mm-hmm. very stupid um well, in the name of the exclusive as Mark and he says. admits it and he admits it in the name mm-hmm. of like honor and also to like help his fellow platoon mates because right. he feels like you know his whole uh troop is yeah. mismanaged Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really, that's a really fucking interesting story. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. So I'm, interesting. I'm sitting up and alert and I'm listening. There, there's so much. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of juicy goodness in there, you know? Um. Also, I'm excited that there's a, not his real name, Scott. Oh, not his episode. real name, Scott. Yes! I wrote that down too. Not his real name, Scott. Like, not his real name, Scott. <laughs> I always remember where I was when I'm listening to things. That's, that's how my brain works. I'm also glad that we all wrote that down in our notes yeah. because it just means like, <laughs> will not his real name and, Scott be a more likable character than not her real name Kathy? And someone actually tweeted at us hashtag not his yes. real name Scott. I was I like, oh, I was like on it. Yay, <laughs> so listeners. good. Um, yeah. We have to start wrapping up and like look like there's so much to talk about right in this show. Uh, we have to mention the biggest thing, the absolute biggest thing. What's the big? Before we end. That she straight up motherfucking called the Taliban. Correct. Like, that's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Badass motherfucker. She calls the goddamn Taliban. And the funniest Taliban. reveal, too. Like, like, that was the other time. I was on the subway, and I just out, I went, right. oh, my God. Because she literally sounds like she is calling <laughs> what would be a new neighbor to her. No, she's just like, hey, it's Sarah. I think she did it on purpose, because she, she has a sense of humor, yeah. I think. Oh, at 100%. She got some sweet pronunciation on the uh, the Taliban guy's name. Hi, is this whatever his name was? She sounded smooth. Oh, really? I missed that. Oh, yeah. I'm she was like, hey, it's Sarah. Is this what and it was like, yeah, easy. Like, you know, people sometimes struggle <laughs> like, through wow. names. And she cool, was like, cool. I got this. Whatever. I'm just talking to Taliban. Chilling. <laughs> also, like, how is it easy is it to call the Taliban? Also, Taliban, really polite. The guy, Ekstasia, he's like, yes, it is. I'm good. How are <laughs> yes. you? Like, what? Super polite on the phone. And who yeah. do they took calls and had a general Guys, the number? world is so complicated. You know? I mean, they definitely take <laughs> the Taliban. The Taliban definitely takes calls. If Vice yeah. could get to the Taliban, then like, you know. I feel like Vice just like sends somebody yes. to like keep walking in that general direction until they find the Taliban, though. Whereas like this is like they set up a phone call. Right. Uh, which just seems like bizarre. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Yeah, which you guys, if you like funny stuff, um, there's that Fred Armisen uh, like mockumentary show where they make fun of Vice. It's an episode called oh. Drones, D-R-O-N-E-Z. Drones. And it's <laughs> With a Z. seriously so on point. It's really funny. Yeah, it's Fred Armisen and uh, what's his face? Bill Hader. Whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Yes, Bill Hader. Thank you, guys. I think it's on Sundance. It's really, really well done. So funny. I mean, yeah, I, that was an amazing end. It was so... It was like there were so Such many great ends end. during season one. Like there were so many lines. Like remember when she was like, next time, like 
what we find out, like we talked to Jay or whatever, and we were all like, ah, and like this was like, oh, she's good. she's talking to Taliban, ah, like I was immediately like, this is incredible. But but this is right. you can't you cannot get any better than saying, uh, that was me calling the Taliban. Yeah, it's or so funny. It. You can't top it's that. So good. that. Yeah, beat everything on season one. Yeah, like, it's also a great choice. Because the flippant way that she said it was Such way funnier than point. if she tried to be really serious. Like, and then I called the Taliban. Right. right. You know what I mean? It was perfect. It was so, spot on. It was so perfect. Yeah. I want to re-listen to that moment of We bow down to Sarah Koenig so in this great. moment again. Yeah. Guys, and then uh, uh, Ira Glass got relegated to the bottom of yeah. the show. Yeah. He's just... Uh, He's just setting up the previews. Yeah. For well, now he doesn't week. have to, as we were just commenting in our revisit to the final episode of Serial yeah. Season 1, you know, it was as if he was giving his his stamp of approval at the top. And now it's like, nah, not nah, Ira. We don't need to hear from you till the end. Um, Next yeah. time on Serial. Uh, last thing. You really need to look at that interactive map. I was just kind of like, oh, I don't want too many things I have to look at. <laughs> It's like 52 seconds I like long. that you like don't want too many things, but like it, nobody asked you to look at the other things. Like the only one that is actually mentioned I by know. the show is the map. And you're like worried it's, about having to look at the map. I don't want to be told. I want to do it on my own volition. But you guys, the map is awesome. It tells you. Is it? Yes, because it shows you from how he had to get to OP Mest. Oh, the, all that description um, of place. burning and shit. Sorry, that's it. I don't have any more oh, to say yeah. about that. I mean, you don't yeah. you don't see OP mast on it, like it's yeah, too aerial. But but it just gives you an overview. You press play; it's like fifty seconds, and you see like how far he had to travel. You see that there were mountains, and you just get a sense of like, because we kind of know maybe what Baltimore is like. We don't know what. Afghanistan and Pakistan is like. I mean, if you don't know what Baltimore is like, then you can watch The Wire. Oh, exactly. We're still plugging it. Still <laughs> Take a drink. It. Um, but so wait, Dip, I have one quick question. Yeah. Um. So Sarah says that the map is in 3D. So is it like one of those things where you have to like build no. that Google no. cardboard thing? Oh, no, man. you literally just, you press play. I kind of wanted to build a cardboard thing for my phone. That thing's pretty amazing. I've used it, and I I walked into a wall in my boyfriend's apartment trying to use that Google Cardboard thing. Oh, I want to do it. It's not. It's not that cool. It's oh, you built it up and then you tore it down. Now she built it up too much. She's backtracking on the map. <laughs> she told it it's actually not that great. Everybody, well, calm down. Because you map. guys are getting out of control with your expectations are on we, it now. Are we just excited you about said your it enthusiasm? It was amazing. You set it up that way. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hyperbolic about. I'm hyperbolic about a lot of things. You should know this by now. That, um, that's true so that as we true. wrap up i just want to also point out uh because we always end the show by kind of telling our audience where they can hit us up and as we mentioned today already like people sent us some great tweets already like it was so great to see that listeners were like immediately like reaching out to us upon the surprise that we all had that the show had been released um but visiting the serial website itself yeah i also noticed that sarah Kane had put up a note pointing out that they themselves are going to be more available on the internet this season. They hired a community manager, and it looks like they're going to be answering questions via social media throughout this season. So uh, we should be looking into that. And so we will also be, you know, trying to answer our fans. So you can hit us up on Twitter at Serial Obsessed Pod. That's at S-E-R-I-A-L-O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D. That's us on Twitter. And if you want to email us, shoot us an email at our Gmail address. It's seriallyobsessedpod at gmail.com. And yeah, I'd love to see what people are thinking. Where's the enthusiasm? Because, you know, the whole show has more listeners going in now through season two than it did when it started as well. So it's just interesting times. 
I'm very excited. I'm super excited. Yeah. It's we very have cool. our our Thursday Yay! friends back. It's cereal. Our Thursday yeah. friends are back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is like it was just nice to listen to this uh Sarah's voice so immediately and her inflections and her lovely so cadence soothing and I felt like I was being I was felt like I was being cradled cradled into a deep pit so of lovely. mystery that will have no answer once again oh, no man. I expect yeah, one... no conclusion no answer no. I just expect no. to go down a maze and that's fine with me if you don't like going Yo, down a maze if you're gonna describe that's cool. yeah. like, don't listen to cereal I mean... The truth of the matter is that, like, that's what season one did. It it made us it made us rethink about, you know, social justice issues, uh, you know, the criminal justice system. I mean, psychology, memories, yeah. right? Psychology, memories, technology. I feel like this, uh, and I have a feeling that this season is really going to be, for me at least, like a big deep dive into like the psychology of how you sign yeah. people up for the military who are the types of people that sign up for the military what literally happens when you are in the shit so it'll be interesting oh. well i think it's a big deep yeah. dive that we're all gonna get to take together and uh just to be super yeah. clear if you are listening to this you know serial is back which means that we will be back to being a weekly podcast now uh so we are excited to do that for you and we will be staying on top of it as per the huge so thanks you guys so much for listening we'll be back to talk about it more please do hit us up online because as you can tell from our responses we're reading it we'll see you there bye, bye. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. With more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products, you'll find what you're looking for. Get a free 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP.